Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the network refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for September 24th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America as our guide, and absolutely we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. You also should know revolution, ladies and gentlemen, is disaster. Don't fall for the lie. Don't think that it'll be better if we have a revolution and a war, a second civil war in America. It will not go well. It, is, it will not be fun. I know people think that sounds romantic, but it isn't romantic. It's very, very evil. It's very, very, very hostile, and it will not be a pleasant ride. I can promise you uh, that. Welcome to the broadcast. Hope you're all doing fantastic. Quick recap of yesterday's show. We had our guest on Brian Rust, RustQuinnandGift.com, doing a phenomenal job. We talked about the Honest Money Report, Constitutional Currency. We talked about Joseph Farah Lodz, Justice for J6 Rally. He reiterates a call uh, for a one-year effort by the deplorables. He wants to occupy D.C.'s or D.C. for a whole year. He's calling it a dress rehearsal, this Occupy D.C. movement. Um, he says it's, well, it's really important. We got to do it. I don't know that I agree with him. He says, think of it, an occupant, an occupant, uh, Occupy D.C. by the deplorables. It's a rich idea. Do you remember Occupy Wall Street? This would be the polar opposite, he says. The J6 rally began with prayer, the Pledge of Allegiance, and the National Anthem. What a contrast to the mayhem of the left. Anyway, I understand what he's saying. I stand corrected when I told you not to go. It wouldn't be safe or good. They had a great time. I'm just telling you, though, that the bigger the crowds get, the more infiltrated it will be. And I'm for peacefully assembling, and you're right to do so. But your right to protest goes a different way that you may not be happy with over time. And I'm telling you that when thousands of Haitian immigrants were released into the United States by Biden... Right after they said, hey, these folks will be deported, they imported them, if you will. Literally 15,000 plus. So when you get reckless migrants on the streets from nations who don't share our values, when you get Antifa running around and Black Lives Matter and illegals, look, the streets are going to become less and less and less safe in America. And you think you can go ahead peacefully and run around and do things, and I hope you can, but I doubt you'll be able to over time. Be very, very careful that you, don't, that you don't get infiltrated and betrayed, okay? Pete Sepp, president of the National Taxpayers Union, NTU.org, the voice of the American taxpayer, was on with us second hour doing a phenomenal job. We talked about wages are finally going up, and that's a good thing. That's great news. But at the same time, inflation, the enemy of the people, all based on fake fiat, dishonest money. Here comes the Biden tax bill, Wall Street Journal. Biden's tax hikes are unpopular, 
and Congress knows it, Washington Examiner. Biden met with, quote, feuding factions of his own party in an attempt to save the bulk of his domestic agenda from legislative implosion, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, $3.5 trillion safety net, infrastructure, whatever you want to call it. That's all at stake, folks. Run from it as fast as you can. It is disaster. Spending ourselves into oblivion. Biden plan will indeed raise taxes on the middle class. Ladies and gentlemen, don't be deceived. Pete Sapp, quote, borrowing is nothing but deferred taxes on somebody else. Incredible, quote, Sam Bushman, quote, or myself, the debt ceiling is a flat-out farce. Senator Rand Paul introduces penny plan to balance the budget. Good for him. Congress rejected it. Shame on them. How much did you reduce spending over the last year, huh? Can we force government to do the same? I hate to borrow the words of Barack Obama, but I, might, uh, but I must. Yes, we can. But it takes gumption. It takes integrity. It takes hard work. It takes humility. It takes all those things that make nations great, morality, etc. Welcome to the broadcast. That was a recap of yesterday's show. Still available online, libertyroundtable.com, lovingliberty.net. Spread the word. Tell your neighbor. Chris Carlson is with me this hour. A discussion of all things liberty. Welcome back, my friend. Welcome, Sam. Without God, we can never win. With God, we can never lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Lieutenant Carlson reporting for duty, sir. You are very welcome. Delighted to have you. Delighted for this topic. Wow, it's going to be a barn burner. I'll tell you that right now. The yes, cult, sir, it will be. The cult of politics, ladies and gentlemen. The devotion to principle has devolved into the cult of politics. When party and personalities become center stage, a once Christian nation loses its way, ladies and gentlemen. That's what we're talking about. We used to be based on Christian principles. The leader we looked to was God Almighty, was the author of our liberty, was the one who is responsible for, well, if a sparrow can't fall without his notice, how about a nation rising without his aid, was the quote from Ben, Frank ben Franklin to highlight this reality check. But we've taken our eyes off God. We've turned our back on the things that matter most, and we've devolved into the cult of politics, ladies and gentlemen. Let's start out, Chris. Tell everybody what a cult is, then we'll back into uh, our reference points for our claims. Okay, Wikipedia tells us that a cult is a social group that is defined by its unusual religious, spiritual, or philosophical beliefs, or by its common interest in a particular personality, object, or goal. And I would add political party, unfortunately. There you have it, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. The cult of politics. A social group defined by its unusual religious, spiritual, or, spiritual or philosophical. Um, we got to understand that parties are part of the cult mentality. George Washington warned against these cults, right? Yes, he did. Would you like to read that quote, or would you like Go me ahead, to read sir. that quote, Sam? George Washington, our uh, founding president, said, however, political parties may now and then answer popular ends. They are likely in the course of time and things to become potent engines by which cunning, ambitious, and unprincipled men will be enabled to subvert the power of the people and to usurp for themselves 
the reins of government, destroying afterwards the very engines which have lifted them to unjust dominion. And that was in his farewell address, 1796. Ladies and gentlemen, so what we're talking about here is the parties lift people to positions of power. And then because that happens, they then, because of their quest for power, turn the parties against the very people that use the parties to elect them. It is disaster, ladies and gentlemen. All right, right now they may answer, or back then, in, in the day when they were created, they might answer what they call popular ends. But in the course of time and things, in other words, over time, they're going to become potent engines by which cunning, ambitious, and unprincipled men, and obviously women too, will pervert the power of the people um, and it'll basically be turned against the people. They'll be using unjust dominion over the people. The very parties, the very engines that made this happen will be used against the people is what George Washington, I don't know if I want to say prophesied, but wow, it turned out to be prophetic, whether it was an intentional prophecy or not, Chris. Well, he was certainly an inspired and God-fearing man, so I don't know if I want to elevate him to a prophet, but he certainly had wisdom. I wouldn't elevate him to a prophet. I would almost say, though, that it turned out to be a prophecy in hindsight, though, didn't yes. it? Yes. I'm with you there, Sam. I agree. Yes. So, uh, yeah. So, so, so many people to... can highlight truisms that turn out to be uh, a little bit prophetic. I wouldn't call them a prophet, nevertheless. But uh, Well, he, well, what's the difference between uh, a prophecy and inspiration from God, which I believe he was an inspired individual based on his accomplishments during his lifetime? But yeah, right. the difference between a prophet, seer, and a, res, a revelator, uh, and say somebody who may have some prophetic, visionary viewpoints, is that one has been uh, ordained and given keys by God uh, to fulfill a specific role. The other one has just been carrying out and articulating or uh, expressing inspired viewpoints. So that's kind of yes, the difference sir. there. I believe many of us uh, can have prophetic viewpoints on things, and we turn out to be correct in the prophecy that we make gets fulfilled, but it doesn't mean that we hold the keys to be prophets, seers, and revelators per, per se. But anyway, George Washington was spot on on this, ladies and gentlemen, and that gets us into the discussion of parties. Let's just talk about parties for a second. You know, a lot of people uh, believe party is the only way, and what happens is their allegiance to the party is greater than their allegiance to the supreme law of our land, Chris. Yeah, and I was caught up in the party system myself about 20 years ago before I abandoned the Republican Party. And, um, you know, in ancient times, if we can get a little background here, Sam, um, cultures and people, they had, um, they had their gods, they had their idol gods, which they worshipped, and they felt that those idol gods, um, many times in the form of a beast, like the golden calf that the children of Israel worshipped, you know, would help them. And, you know, if we look at uh, today's American culture, there's no difference because we have uh, represented in the two uh, major political parties two beasts, the elephant and the donkey. Uh, and the fact that we reserve a place in our hearts for these idol gods that should be reserved exclusively for the true and living God, Sam, is idolatrous and a violation of the first two commandments. Amen to that. Quick pause. Chris Carlson, Sam Bushman on your radio. What are we talking about, you may ask? The Cult of Politics on Liberty Roundtable Live.
Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The Foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing Foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various Foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes, and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves. When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals? But when you teach someone a certain way to do things, and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example. Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop. A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. A couple of quick announcements. We're talking about Liberty Hall in far west Utah. Liberty Hall events coming up. Learn more at lovingliberty.net. The first one is on October the 1st. Alex Newman, well-known journalist, well-known leader. Mark your calendar for Friday, um, October 1st. You're going to have Alex Newman there. He's the senior editor of the New American Magazine, author of an incredible book, Deep State, The Invisible Government Behind the Scenes, and more. He's going to be speaking about your children He's going to be speaking about government school and laying out the principles of liberty, etc., ladies and gentlemen. So there you have that. Also on November 5th, they're putting together an incredible dinner event sponsored by the Loving Liberty Ladies. So check that out too. October 1st, Alex Newman. November 5th, Loving Liberty Ladies Dinner, both at Liberty Hall. You can learn more at lovingliberty.net. We're talking about, ladies and gentlemen, the cult of politics it is out of control when people turn turn to party and personalities. We've lost the battle, ladies and gentlemen. Chris was articulating right before the pause. Back in ancient times, they worshipped beasts. Yeah, the golden calf comes to mind of the Israelites, etc. Now we launch to our day and we got what? We got a donkey? <laughs> I was just looking at this and you go, are you kidding me right now? And you can say that it's not that uh, critical. That it's not that way, Sam. We don't worship like they did. But remember back in the Ron Paul days when he ran for office, he ran for president a couple of times 
He ran three times, but two times in, in modern, 2008, 2012. And when he did, people who wanted to vote for people based on principles, not be, quote, loyal to the party, they literally got physically assaulted. They literally had the lights turned out when it wasn't going the, quote, party's way or loyalty to the party to the point where they'd literally turn out the lights and shut down buildings and kick people out. And they literally broke people's fingers and hurt people. And I mean, it was amazing to see that. So if you don't believe the elephant and the donkey worship is real, I got news for you, ladies and gentlemen. This cult of politics is out of control. Sadly, it's alive and well, Chris. Unfortunately, you're right. Yeah, that was shocking, wasn't it? I witnessed Ron Paul being booed at the 2008 Republican presidential debate after he proposed we apply the golden rule, which is in the Bible, you know, to our foreign policy. Yeah, now here's what's interesting. Here's what's interesting, though. A lot of people booed him, and I believe that's what the kind of uh, the party leaders and the, the party cult worshipers are trained to do. But at first when he said that, they booed him. But at the end, several people were clapping and supporting. So this just shows some are cult followers in the party and others are not. Here's Ron Paul to make the point. Congressman Paul, 30 seconds, please. 30 seconds to respond since you were mentioned. My, my point is, is if another country does to us what we do others, we're not going to like it very much. So I would say that maybe we ought to consider a golden rule in, uh, in foreign policy. Don't do to other nations what we don't want to have them do to us. So we, we, endlessly bomb, we endlessly bomb these countries, and then we wonder, wonder why they get upset with us. And, uh, and, and yet it's, it continues on and on. I mean, this uh, I. This idea, this idea that we can't debate foreign policy, then all we have to do is start another war. I mean, it's it's war mongering. They're building up for another war against Iran, and people can't wait to get in another war. This country doesn't need another war. We need to quit the ones we're in. We need to save the money and bring our troops home. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. There were a few naysayers that did boo, but you can tell it's almost like the few that are trained to do it, like the cult. The rest eventually clapped for Ron Paul. Uh, so there you have it. But I, I find that very interesting indeed, uh, Chris. But it tells the tale and makes the point, doesn't it? It really does. And originally, the Republican Party was based on true uh, divine principles. You know, we really wanted to protect the property rights of the more wealthy among us. And the Democratic Party was based on true uh, biblical principles as well. They wanted to represent the interests of the poor and downtrodden. But, you know, the, the further on we get into the future, it appears that the, the both of the political parties have become so similar to, as to become unrecognizable, not in their rhetoric. Their rhetoric is different. That's the only thing that really distinguishes them. But, uh, but their actions seem to be almost identical as to be indistinguishable from each other. But... Um, you know, and the, the fact that we, you know, under both Republican and Democratic regimes, we go to war in foreign lands uh, in wars that are not defensive in nature. And, you know, why somebody would boo Ron Paul by, by stating that, you know, these are belligerent, belligerent wars where we attack nations that have never offended us. We kill innocent people uh, and that that innocent blood then is on our hands. And we, you know, as a nation, will have to account for that. But the fact that these uh, parties started off based on sound principles and moral principles 
uh, is no consolation for us today because now they have devolved into empty shells of what they once represented, Sam. Today they have degenerated to the level of sports teams or even worse, scripted pro wrestling. And I'm reading word for word my comments here, Sam. And then I'm going to dovetail this into something that you talked about last Tuesday on your show. You remember? Yeah, um, let's do it. So last Tuesday, just so people understand, I talked about a gentleman who runs a um, company. He's the CEO. uh, Incredible gentleman, by the way. And he basically said, hey, listen, I'm going to personally take a million-dollar pay cut, and I'm going to pay all of my employees $70,000 a year at a minimum. And I'm going to do this because I want to conduct a grand experiment. And I want to see how well we do, but I'm convinced if I treat my employees right, if I share my prosperity with them, if I give them the love and the support, then it will result in everything better for all of us. Um, Meaning that, hey, I'll have less people. um, uh, I'll have less people leaving my company so I don't have to retrain people. In other words, I'll benefit in so many other ways that it's worth it. So he took that pay cut. And boy, howdy, did he get mocked, Chris. Yep, especially by Rush Limbaugh. I hate to talk ill of the dead, but, I mean, this does factor in very prominently to the story. Let me read what I wrote about that. I'd like to read word for word so as not to miss any of the important elements. The fact that Rush Limbaugh disparaged Dan Price of Gravity Payments for voluntarily, and that's very key word there, Sam, voluntarily raising his employees' salaries, is a good example of this blind devotion to hollow political dogma. Somehow, Rush Limbaugh ignorantly divorced the dynamics of supply and demand in the labor market from human compassion and love, when in fact, love and compassion and generosity is not only an integral component of the free market system, but is more fully manifested in capitalism than it is in any other economic system. Another, okay, and then I go to another example. But if you think about it, the fact that he was able to do that, that he had the the economic means to do that, is actually a reflection of the strength of the capitalist system of which Rush Limbaugh uh, claims to champion. Well, and Rush Limbaugh Limbaugh doesn't understand the capitalist system because he mocked it. He mocked the true capitalists, and he doubled down in defense of the naked capitalist. I don't know if you know, but Cleon Skousen back in the day wrote a book called Naked Communist, Naked Capitalist, highlighting this reality check of, you know what? The principle of prosperity and the principle of free will and the principle of free association and agency and the principle of of the free enterprise system where the markets find their own sweet spot based on supply and demand and freedom to interact with one another, etc., Uh, is the key. Well, anyway, the point is when you exploit that because you jettison the moral high ground, then you go into the naked capitalist territory. Anyway, I bring that up because this gentleman, Dan Price, was exhibiting capitalism at its best, which is, listen, at first I'm chasing the almighty dollar, okay? Because I need to for my family. I'm a young guy. I got to get after it. I got to do well. But once you obtain enough, And it's always a debate what enough is. That's where morality comes in, though. But once you obtain enough, you start to look external. You start to look around society. You start to look at how you can pay back and give back and and do good all the day long. Uh, And and so the problem with this is that Russ Limbaugh believes that, hey, you just need to be a naked capitalist forever and you're out for numero uno. And that's the only way there is about it. Making money, you're God. Uh, But Dan Price said, no, listen. 
I've done so well that I don't need anything anymore. And I'm going to take a million-dollar pay cut to do well by everybody else around me. And they relentlessly mocked him. They basically suggested he was a communist, suggested he was a socialist. They relentlessly mocked him. But the truth is, you know what? CEO Dan Price took a million-dollar pay cut, gave all of his employees a minimum of seventy grand a year. Now, here's the cool part. When his company hit hard times because of the COVID, his employees took voluntary pay cuts. Then when things got good again, the company paid them back and everybody's happy and thriving today to prove the point. Quick pause. We got a lot more coming your way. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Pursuing Liberty. Using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Reuters is reporting China's central bank declared on Friday that all cryptocurrencies are illegal, banning crypto-related transactions and cryptocurrency mining in China. China's government is now following through with cracking down on virtual currencies like Bitcoin. China is saying cryptocurrencies are a financial, social, and national security risk and a contributor to global warming. Sudden doubts about President Biden's competence on Afghanistan, immigration, and COVID are driving double-digit drops in his approval rating. Political reporter for The Cook, Amy Walter, says early mistakes by the Biden administration goes directly to the very rationale of his presidency, that it would be low drama and high competence. Adding, things in Washington look more of the same, politicians squabbling instead of solving problems. Thanks for listening, and a TGIF to you, my friend. We are USA radio news are you on medicare or soon to go on some important news from newsmax the medicare board of trustees just released a report saying it will run out of money in 2026 it's happening sooner than imagined all this week grant stinchfield reveals the shocking story of medicare abuse he talks to the insiders tells you what happened and shows you how you can protect your insurance Watch Stinchfield's Medicare Abuse Series on Newsmax at 8 p.m. Eastern. Newsmax is America's fastest-growing cable news channel. It's on every major cable system. Just check your cable guide. If your cable system doesn't carry Newsmax, call your operator or switch to a service that does. Get Newsmax on most streaming services or download the free Newsmax app on your smartphone. It takes just seconds. Newsmax covers the big stories you need to know. Medicare is in real trouble. Get the facts about your insurance. Watch Stinchfield on Newsmax tonight. The Department of Homeland Security's move to suspend the use of horse patrols at the overwhelmed and overrun southern border is just further proof that the Biden administration has no answer to the crisis they created. That's according to Republican Representative Jim Jordan of Ohio. He says on Newsmax, voters will remember in 2022. Joe Biden described all that as a, quote, extraordinary success. So should we be surprised that they didn't properly vet the people they did bring out? I mean, again, nothing with this administration should surprise us. Now, think about the change. In nine months, you can look at all kinds of issues, but but we went from energy independence to the president of the United States begging OPEC to increase production. We went from safe cities, relatively safe cities, to rising crime in every major urban area. We went from stable prices to inflation. And, of course, on the immigration issue, on the border issue, we used to have a secure border. 
border. We now have chaos on our southern border. That's what the Biden administration has given us. That's why Americans are so darn frustrated. And frankly, why I think in less than 14 months, Republicans will be in control of the House of Representatives. USA Radio News. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Chris Carlson, Sam Bushman on your radio. We're talking about the cult of politics, ladies and gentlemen. We're talking about false gods and the worshiping thereof, whether it be the donkey, whether it be the elephant, whether it be an ancient creature of yesteryear that was worshipped, the fact is a cult is a social group that's defined by its unusual. And then they go on to practices. Wow, parties have become that in America today. The worship of individuals have become that today. Remember, they talked about Barack Hussein Obama. It's kind of the next savior figure. I mean, it was disgraceful. Uh, they also kind of hinted that Donald Trump, man, thank heavens for the Donald. Without the Donald, would just melt down as a country. But with the Donald, we're going to be saved. Okay, these lies about individuals, parties, false God worship stuff, war worshiping, the war, the God of war, etc. But Dan Price trying to take us another way, showing what, in my opinion, true economics is, showing what true capitalism really is, a selfless, moral, high ground free market, let everyone do well, plan. Uh, And he got mocked relentlessly for it by those who claim uh, that they're the capitalist champions. Rush Limbaugh, others amongst them. What a shame it was. But I still commend Dan Price, and the proof is in the pudding. Uh, He started out saying, I'm going to conduct a grand experiment. I'm going to do this because I think it's the right thing to do. And boy, how did it pay off? His employees took a pay cut when his company had hard times. But then not only did they recover, he paid them all back for their pay cut, rewarding them handsomely. And it's turned out so well. And it just shows that free association, the free market, uh, people understanding the true capitalist principles by highlighting the moral high ground uh, by their choice, by agency. That's really the key to understand here, Chris. Yeah. And by the way, last Tuesday, you did a brilliant job of articulating that principle. And uh, there's not a whole lot that I could add to that, but, you know, I do have a business, so I do participate uh, very much so on a day-to-day basis in the free market system. And I will tell you, uh, I don't have to raise my prices with customers sometimes. Do you know why, Sam? I'm in a tipping business. So and there's there's a, a good illustration of how the capitalist system, not only is generosity an aspect of that system, I would go so far as to say, Sam, that it's the essence of that system, because unlike the other two systems that we we talk about all the time, uh, socialism and communism, we have a greater share of free agency or free will, as some people refer to it, in which to exercise charity and generosity. So I would say that uh, generosity is not only the aspect of capitalism, it is the essence thereof. So. Couldn't agree more, and I mentioned to you this, and when people fall upon hard times, it is work for one another in hard times, and you may even be willing to do a little bit more for your clients, knowing that they're struggling, knowing that they've been with you for years and handsomely rewarded you. It's a little bit of a payback time when they, the, the clients have a hard time. Hey, you know what? I'm still going to take care of your windows, sir, if you're a restaurant, oh. even though you're struggling, because you know what? Uh, it'll come back. 
It'll it'll work itself out. Yep. And that was the Dan Price principle, and it may be your view too. Absolutely, and there have been times where I have reciprocated that generosity, and there have been some times that I haven't charged people because they were in a position where I didn't feel it was justifiable. And that is capitalism for you, in a nutshell. That's real capitalism, not naked capitalism. That's not the exploitation thereof. That is the true principle based on the Founding Fathers' view of the free enterprise system, supply and demand, free association. The only thing government does is help make sure contracts are honored and make sure that there's a level playing field that doesn't have manipulators in the mix perverting the system for naked purposes, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we want to talk about this uh, as well. I think this is really important. Um, You know, these cult members uh, are evident everywhere, and we've identified some ways to know if you're one of them, uh, kind of patterned after Jeff Foxworthy, right, Chris? Yeah. Yeah, this will be a little fun, I think. Uh, you, You know who Jeff Foxworthy is, don't you, Sam? Yes, I do, sir. Okay, he did a segment. He's like the cable guy, you know? Okay, yeah, I'm I'm not familiar with him. but You don't know who the cable guy is? Come on, now. Well, I I don't watch too much TV. I apologize. I don't watch uh, TV that that much, but... Wow. Yeah, anyway, do you want me to to introduce Jeff Foxworthy, or do you want me to introduce him? Oh, so Jeff Foxworthy kind of had this thing, you know you're a redneck if... You know you're a redneck if. You know you're a redneck if. And it was kind of like this thing... Um, you know, he'd say stuff like your car keys out of your ear. I can't hear you kind of stuff. And he'd go off. And it was quite <laughs> funny in a lot of ways. You know, you're a redneck if, you know, you're in your at Walmart in your pajamas. Right. Hey, you know, and, yeah. and he and he really had a lot of fun with it. And people laughed and people had a great time. And but Chris has put together in the um, I don't know what you call it in the vein of Jeff Foxworthy. You know, you're a cult member if right? a political cult member. More specifically, yeah. There you <laughs> we, go. And we actually covered the first one. If you booed Ron Paul at the 2008 Republican presidential debate after he proposed that we apply the golden rule to our foreign policy of belligerent warfare. And so by the way, a lot of people are not cult members, ladies and gentlemen. Let's not make you believe that this is all of society. It's just enough of society to carry the day. There's a lot of us who disagree. We just don't have the, quote, political mojo uh, to change the game yet. But we're gaining on it, ladies and gentlemen. Have no fear. All right, and so uh, what do you got, 12 of them? No, 11. No, there's 10, and the last one I'm going to give to you, Sam, so be prepared. Yep, I got a bunch of them, actually. Go <laughs> oh, ahead, I bet sir. you do. Okay, we'll go quickly then. So listen to this one. Uh, number two, you know if you are a political cult member, if you demand that the FBI hunt down Brian Laundrie, we all know who he is now, right, for the murder of his girlfriend, Gabby Petito, while the President of the United States orders a drone strike that kills 10 innocent people, including seven children, and no one calls for the impeachment of the president. Yeah, try that so one. So worry about Gabby Petito, the, it's white woman missing syndrome is what they're starting to call it now. We worry about that more than we do saying, hey, why are we in a drone strike? We were not provoked. We literally murdered innocent people. The government lied about it and got caught. Uh, the truth is, we murdered innocent victims, and this just goes back to the point that Rand or that Ron Paul uh, was making at the time in 2012, and that Rand Paul continues to make now, and so do we. Which is, why are we there? Why are we committing this war? Why do we want more and more and more war? Um, the other interesting thing is, they complain. The blacks complain whenever it's a white woman that's missing. There's this white woman missing syndrome that goes on. Everybody, you know, cares about it. It's a huge media story, and they point to a lot of people that aren't covered in the media, 
black females that are missing under very similar kind of circumstances. And I think they've got a point. But then I will also point to, um, oh, what's this guy's name that got smacked? He got he died because of his neck. They crushed his neck. What was it? What's that guy's name? Uh, what's the context? This guy, they, they, they were on his neck for nine minutes, right? The cops killed oh. him, they say. Yeah. George uh, Floyd? George Floyd, thank you. All right, yeah. so George Floyd. But why then, if it was a white guy, it wouldn't be in the news like George Floyd was? So the mainstream press picks these news stories to further the cult's agenda, which is make the blacks hate the whites, make the whites hate the blacks, make the people hate the cops, make the cops fearful of and hate the people. Make the, and, and there's this divisionary reality in the cults, and you see it in the Republican and Democrat parties. For example, anything that goes wrong, well, you know, if I'm a Republican, right? You know the Democrats caused all that crap. All you got to do is put me in there, buddy. I'm a Republican. I'm an elephant. I'm not a donkey there. I got, you can, and, and they lie, and, and then the other side is the same thing. Hey, we got to put a donkey in there. The problem is the elephants have ruined everything. Uh, by God. And so it's this continued blame game cult reality check. Uh, anyway, I digress. Divide and conquer. Divide and conquer, but that's part of the cult mentality, though. That's what yep. evil does, ladies and gentlemen. That's what cultism fosters. And not you, only that, it. if you're in my camp, you're protected and good and safe. And everywhere out there is a dog-eat-dog world, folks. Don't go out there. Stay in my camp because I'll, I'll keep you safe as they pat you on the butt and make you feel good. But it's a flat-out satanic lie from the pit of hell. All right, Chris, go ahead, sir. Okay, continuing. Number three, allow the deferment of tax payments with interest to your children and grandchildren for government goodies that you enjoy now and foolishly call it a tax cut. <laughs> and I know you talked about this with uh, Pete Sepp. When was it, yesterday or the day before? Yesterday, sir. Yesterday. I listened to that. Anyway, yeah, there is no such thing as a tax cut when you have to pay it back at some time in the future. It's, and there is there is no morality in saying, you know what, my kids will pay for what I'm doing now. Yeah, and they'll never pay it. They'll they'll be slaves if we let them get that far. Well, they won't be able to pay because they won't have the wherewithal or the means. That's being stripped from them in the cult mentality too. Remember, when you're in a cult, they take everything from you. Why do they take everything from you? Because then your ability to leave is dwindled significantly. What their goal is is to create dependence. That's what cults do, ladies and gentlemen. Anyway, yep. I digress. Go ahead, sir. Okay, number four, accept excuses rather than results from your representative, senator, or president for violating his or her sacred oath of office and rationalize it by saying nobody is perfect. <laughs> Have you ever heard that one? Nobody yes, is perfect. and they also say that I've done the best that I can in spite of it all. And what, what you get then, ladies and gentlemen, is this scenario where it's kind of like the getaway driver as you teach and talk about yeah. Chris Carlson. We're running out of time faster than I want to. We'll come back and we'll crank on them. We've got a lot to cover, little time. We're talking about the cult of politics on your radio. Hello, TPC family. It's James, and I've got to tell you that I sleep better at night knowing that there are organizations like the Conservative Citizens Foundation. The purpose of the Conservative Citizens Foundation is to promote the principles of limited government, individual liberty, equality before the law, property rights, law and order, judicial restraint, and states' rights, while at the same time exploring the dangers posed by liberalism to our national interests and cultural institutions. The Conservative Citizens Foundation also seeks to educate 
educate the public on the dangers of extremist ideologies like critical race theory and cultural Marxism. I've worked with the good people at the Conservative Citizens Foundation for many years, and their work comes with my complete endorsement. For more information and to keep up with all the latest conservative news headlines, please check out their website, MericaFirst.com. That's M-E-R-I-C-A-1-S-T dot com, MericaFirst.com. Ladies and gentlemen, may I ask you, what is the KQ? You know, the kosher question. Most Americans will spend their entire lifetime purchasing food from the supermarkets while having no idea that almost every packaged food product on the grocery shelves is certified kosher. Indeed, the kosher question encompasses not only food and religion, but also affects our economics, politics, and our identity. In an effort to promote awareness to the kosher question, developers have published an app for your smartphone that features a database of food products that have not been kosher certified. The Koshertified app has prominent advertisement on TPC's homepage, or you can check out its website at thekosherquestion.com. With the cesspool of politics getting even deeper these days, why not leave the swamp and start eating in favor of your own interests? Check out thekosherquestion.com today and download the app. With news the networks refuse to use. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. All right, Chris Carlson, Sam Bushman on your radio talking about the cult of politics, ladies and gentlemen. When devotion to principles devolves into a cult of party and personalities in a once Christian nation, the Christian nation loses its way. We're talking about, you know, you're a cult member if, Chris. Yes, number five, fail to realize that the entire unconstitutional system is corrupt and keep trying to rectify it by merely changing personalities within that corrupt system. And I've got a really quick story, an anecdote. I talked to Mike Lee. Uh, people probably know, even outside of Utah, who Mike Lee is. And I talked to him about the fact that he has not entered legislation to, um, to abolish the Federal Reserve System. You know what his response was? To keep this short, he said, I've got to work with the system that they've given me. And so he won't change the corrupt Federal Reserve System in which he is now forced, in which our entire nation is forced to operate, when in fact that is one of the main problems with the system. Well, the system, ladies and gentlemen, should be the supreme law of our land, which calls for honest money. So he would be returning to the system that he claims uh, has got him shackled. He would be returning to the real system, not the perverted, manipulated, violate the checks and balances system, take power under yourself without authority system, take power under yourself, violating the consent of the governed principle. Uh, so he's flat out constitutionally wrong. Other than that, it's not so bad, right? All right, next one. Okay. Number six, fail to recognize that if the Constitution were enforced, Sam, it wouldn't matter what political party was in power. They would be constrained by the limitations of the Constitution, and we wouldn't be in the mess that we're in today. That's number six. Number seven, you think your senator is peachy keen because he was such a great church leader. How do you like that one? Do you know who that applies to? Yeah, several. Yeah. Number eight, you believe your president 
Oh, no, you believe your president and reelect him when he says, we have to fight them over there so we don't have to fight them here. While they are bringing untold thousands of unvetted immigrants into our country from over there, uh, quote unquote. <laughs> so number nine, think that the mainstream media, which just gave your presidential candidate four point five million dollars worth of free coverage, hates him and did not want him to get elected. We've talked about that one before. Yeah, that Trump. should be obvious for people to get at some point, shouldn't it? Yes, sir. Number 10, then I'll hand it over to you, Sam. Vote for the lesser of two evils and expect good results from a candidate that you admit is evil. And that's all in capitals and three exclamation points. All right, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Those are the top 10. You know you're a political cult member if you, after the pattern after the Jeff Foxworthy, you know you're a redneck if discussions. Uh, And sadly, ours aren't so funny, ladies and gentlemen. They are dead real. If you believe that the COVID shots are the only way that you can be saved. How about that one, Chris? Yep. Well, you and I are living proof of that fact. We, we haven't gotten the shots. And, yeah, and, and we're still saved. Through, you can turn to God and be saved, ladies and gentlemen. And you can turn to alternative treatments and be saved. But you know you're a political cult member if you believe that vaccines are your only way to safety. Yeah. The next one, if you believe... <clears throat> That those who back gold and silver are kind of whacked out extremist, alarmist constitutionalists, and that it has no relevance to your life. Well, my wife and I, we made a purchase last week um, on your advice and Brian Rust's advice, and we made a visit to his office, and we rectified that problem or oversight in our lives, and we're grateful to have been uh, turned on to Brian Rust. Thank you, Sam. Yeah, it's important to understand constitutional currency. And if you, like Mike Lee, think that doesn't matter, I pray for you because I'm telling you the only way back is to have honest money. Because without honest money, they can literally buy and sell and do anything they want with money. Therefore, they can turn the capitalist system into a naked capitalist system. Then they can exploit the capitalist system. Then they can mock and eventually turn against the capitalist system. And they can promote fascism, socialism, and communism in its place. It is disaster. Ladies and gentlemen, all right, here's the next one. If you believe you can send your kids to government school from the age of like five to the age of like 18 and and then plus send them to college, so the age of 22, 23, 24, and you believe you can put them in that socialist factory for that long and have them come out um, with a high moral character. Now, there's a few that end up surviving in spite of it all. But for the most part, it is destroying this nation and destroying the people. It is deceiving them. It is turning them into communists and socialists, but they don't even know that's what they are. They just think that they're kind and gentle and benevolent. But the reality is that you cannot send your children there and then wonder, how come they can't grow up and be productive citizens? How come they want something for nothing? How come they... And you you, you continue to send your children to that school. And we bring it up. You cannot back the 10th plank of the Communist Manifesto, which is government school by compulsion, and expect your kids to not come out as products of the communist system that backed it. Okay, So you are a cult member. You are a political cult member. If you think you could send your kids to government school for literally well over a decade, almost two decades, and then for them to come out as constitutionalists, freedom-loving Americans, God-fearing Christians, Look, the government school will take the Christianity out of them. We'll take the morality out of them. We'll take the free market, the self 
reliance, the self-independence out of them, folks. Okay? And, and in the interest of full disclosure here, Sam, that's how Sam and I met. We both sent our, our children to a Christian-based school. We, I, I called a public school because that's exactly what it was. It wasn't a government school, but it was a public school because the general public is invited to participate. And we did what was our um, moral obligation in allowing our children to have the opportunity to be taught Christian principles as well as academics. In, in, in uh, interest of full disclosure, I will also say that I am a public school teacher myself, Sam, and I've seen from an inside perspective not only what is taught in the public school, Sam, but I would say this, what is not taught, what is uh, conspicuously missing in the curriculum of the public school system. And I'll just end it at that. I don't want to go too far off on yeah, that. Amen. Hand. The point is, though, you're a cult member. If you think you can subject yourself or your kids to the government education system today and come out on the other side, uh, you know, the way you hope your family will be. There's a disconnect there in America. I'll tell you that right now. Here's the next one. You know you're a political cult member if you subject yourself and those around you to the mainstream press for news and believe that you're getting the truth. If you haven't realized a cult to that con game yet, I'm telling you right now, you are duped and in the cult like you would not believe. And it's okay to watch the nightly news for oppositional research to see what kind of schemes they're trying to plot against us, but just don't believe it. I mean, it's half And, and that's the difference, though. If you keep an eye on it, but you don't believe it, and you go to other news sources and you start to discover the truth, it's when you blindly just watch that and go, okay, there's the deal. And then if anybody else contradicts it, you're like, no, 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 I saw that on Fox. CNN's the bad guy. Fox is the good guy. So now you're talking about Republican and Democrat news, and you're in the cult of one or the other, and anybody that's third party or out of the cult uh, you know, or whatever— Hey, they're they're not telling the truth either. They're the they're the extreme weirdo, wacko, conspiracy theorist, nuts. Uh, that you know. All right, there you go. You're a political cult member if you believe in the mainstream press and just yeah. double down on that. Here's the next one. You know, you're a political cult member if you. Now I want you to think about this one very carefully. Ready? If you believe that social distancing is of God, or safe, or appropriate. <laughs> Okay, because, ladies and gentlemen, there's no evidence whatsoever of social distancing. There's no proof. There's no evidence. There's no scientific backing whatsoever for this. And I'm telling you right now that Satan wants us to social distance and not have connections and relationships. God wants us to love him and then love our neighbor. And what we don't want to say to our neighbor is, get the heck away from me, by golly, but I love you. Well, Sam, how can okay. you minister to the sick and afflicted? And that's biblical. You can't, that's folks. Bible. You can't. That's my whole point. So you're a political cult member if you believe that social distancing is the way to go, the way to safety and protection. No, the way to go is to follow God, love him and love your neighbor, serve your neighbor, minister to your neighbor, and develop connections. Humans need them, my fellow Americans. That is a critical one uh, that I wanted to point out. You also are a political cult member <clears throat> if you spend your time following entertainers celebrities politicians whatever the case may be putting them on a pedestal um, beyond reproach i'll give you an example taylor swift or some of these other quote celebrities they know nothing about the proper role of government they know nothing about business hardly they're just youngsters that have hit it big because they somehow have a, a talent god gave them but then at some point, then they are turned to as experts on topics. 
They're turning to the, the expert. Okay, and if you have individual worship like that, celebrity worship is what I'll call it. You give these celebrities. I mean, people even say, you know, they're married to someone, right? But they'll say, oh, my gosh, if that celebrity came into my life. Mm. Okay, you have no business doing that if you're married. You have no business doing that if you're single. And so we put these celebrities. So I'm going to call it entertainment worship. You know you're a political cult member if you're in, into entertainment worship. Chris? What about Ted Nugent? I, I must confess, Sam, I have a kind of an idle relationship with him. Can, can we make an exception there? He's a cool guy. I think he's, a, got, I think I he's love a great guy, and I've had him on the radio with me plenty of times. But again, he's just a man like the rest of us, and he's subject to faults, and he needs repentance, and he needs to use his leadership to promote God, family, and country. And he's doing that, and that's why you like him. But we need to be uh, careful that he's not your savior. He's just the Joe Blow next door. You need to be kind and serve and minister to him as he does need to do to you, etc. cetera. Uh, but we've got to be very careful that we don't, we don't double down into celebrity worship, ladies and gentlemen, because it's disaster. It becomes right. our God, right? Okay, well, we all have weaknesses. I'll work on that one, Sam. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I like Ted, man. you like, you got to listen. you got to play his music when he comes on. That's what you need I to do. I do play buddy. his music sometimes when he's on. Not every single right. time, but I do quite a bit of the time. All right. right, right before the end of the hour, though, I want to get to this. The John Birch Society has put together a Freedom Index to help you know who's who as we stand for the sacred cause of liberty. Who will not betray you and who's honorable in there carrying out of their constitutional duties, sir? Oh, yes, sir. So that's my line. Okay, so I've got from um, three representatives, two senators and one representative from the state of Utah, Mike Lee, in spite of his... um, inability or unwillingness to do anything about the Federal Reserve System, he does have, for the, for the uh, year of 2001, he's got a perfect 100%. So that is called the Freedom Index. It is put out by the John Birch Society, Sam. And what the Freedom Index does is it rates congress- congressmen based on their adherence to constitutional principles of limited government, fiscal responsibility, national sovereignty, and avoiding foreign entanglements. So, but Mitt Romney, unfortunately, for his career, has a 37, and then in the year 2000 and 2021 has a, a perfect F, 57 percent. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. And you need to look in your state for your senators and your congressmen to see where they stand. We need to seek for good, honest, wise men and women who will keep their oaths of office. But the JBS is John Birch Society, JBS.org's Freedom Rate Index. Rates congressmen and senators based on their adherence to constitutional principles of limited government, fiscal responsibility, national sovereignty, and avoiding foreign entanglements. I commend them for their work. Chris Carlson, I commend you for your work. The last word's yours. Yes, sir. Without God, we can never win, Sam. With God, we can never lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in the fight. Lieutenant Carlson and liberty-loving Americans everywhere, continuing our duties. God save the rep. Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news the networks refuse to use. No doubt continues now. This is the broadcast for 
September 24th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our two of two and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed. We use the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. After all, it is the supreme law of the land. We're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers. One of the greatest peaceful, restorative solutions we still have at our fingertips. And as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Said another way, our goal is to preserve the nation. Oh, by the way, that's Dr. Bradley's collegiate series on the topic and his lifelong mission to preserve the nation. FreedomsRisingSun.com, his website with his weekly webinars, Q&As on the Constitution, and a whole lot more. He's been deplatformed by the thugs, and so he's building back his video. Uh, I don't know if I dare call it an arsenal, but there you go. His uh, video treasure trove uh, of solutions and education and, and uh, et cetera. And so it's taken a bit. He asks for your patience in doing so. Dr. Bradley, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live on a beautiful day, sir. Well, indeed, it is a beautiful day. It's uh, uh, it's fall now, and uh, to a lot of people, that bespeaks something of an excitement in the air. And, you know, it's uh, there's a kind of a rejuvenating feel. It's, it's still not so cold, but it uh, kind of dampens your spirits. And still, it's not so warm that uh, you feel a little bit drained. So this time of the year is a magnificent time of the year. Amen to that. Couldn't have said it better myself. I love fall and spring. And anyway, summer seems to be my worst season for some reason. I just can't handle uh, the heat too well. But there you have it. Uh, anyway, Dr. Bradley doing a great job on this freedom, love, and fantastic faith-filled. We're taking America back one heart, one mind, one issue at a time Friday. And that's why I point you to his weekly webinars, freedomsrisingsun.com, to get signed up for those. They're incredible and available and relevant for you and your family if you care about the sacred cause of liberty. All right, I got an email from Ron Paul, doctor, I might add, Ron Paul. And uh, the headline says, this could get much worse. And I read that and I just thought, oh boy, yeah, you know what, everything's going to get worse and what, la la. But I then took the time to review what he has to say and man, Ron always has riveting information for you, ladies and gentlemen. Here's what he says. Evidence is mounting that Anthony Fauci and his buddies have put the entire world in a very dire situation, and they all need to be shut down. Amen to that reality check from Dr. Ron Paul. And I don't quite understand, uh, Dr. Scott Bradley, with all the dishonesty of Fauci, He's been caught lying over and over and over from gain-of-function research lies, claiming it didn't happen factually, financially. We've proven with the money trail and more that it absolutely happened. Okay, Lying about masks, lying about vaccines, pushing to violate uh, all common sense when it comes to the Constitution, all checks and balances, all God-given inalienable rights of the people. But yet, you know what? We seem to have not been able to get rid of this Joker yet. I mean, it's literally like the Batman and the Joker. This guy's the Joker. I mean, this is insane. But we haven't been able to get rid of him yet. You want to respond to that first? Well, I, I can't imagine why Trump did not get rid of him. I think Biden still can't figure out what he's doing. And so that makes it a little bit more easily understood because of Biden is uh, diminished capacities. But... They're talking in this about germ war warfare by spraying chimeric coronaviruses into the air. 
And, uh, you know, Chimera is a mythological creature that's, uh, you know, kind of uh, multiple heads and bodies and everything like that. It's, 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 it's a creation of somebody's imagination. And if this is a chimeric coronavirus, it, it probably is a gain-of-function type coronavirus that uh, could very likely uh, exacerbate the whole problem that the world has been facing for the last year and a half. And uh, it, it is just appalling to me. I mean, who, who would do gain-of-function stuff that would bring harm potentially to mankind? Who would release it on mankind? I mean, it takes some kind of really sick monster to do that. And, and it sounds like this is being discussed and potentially even has been released in some instances. And it's absolutely horrid. And again, uh, Rand Paul uh, called Fauci out for lying when he testified before the Senate. He filed a complaint with the Department of Justice asking them to investigate and discover whether or not he was lying. And if, in fact, he was lying, it's, it's potentially three years in prison for, for lying to Congress. So, I mean, I don't know why people seem to think that he gets a pass on everything. I mean, it's satanic in its origins, it seems to me like, and, and uh, I don't know who's holding him up, who's sustaining him, who's, who's propping him up in light of all of the destructive efforts he's putting out there. And, and honestly, I, I look at what's come down in the last year and a half. I honestly cannot say that there has been a shred of science in this thing. It's all been slap shot, I guess, by golly. It all has and, been that, but Dr. Bradley, to make matters worse, <clears throat> they're preventing any of us from getting any real treatments. Now reports are coming out in the foreign press, according to Dr. Ron Paul, that Fauci connected Dr. Peter Daszak. He's the head of, quote, Equal Health Alliance, which got the funding. He was proposing what would amount to, they call it germ warfare, by, spamer, by spraying chimeric coronaviruses into the air to infect bats. And he was asking for your money to pay for it. Well, listen to this. So here's the problem with this discussion. It's one thing for some whacked out doctor to say a crazy thing. Hey, let's spray this into the air and, and see if we can get people sick or whatever else. Hey, give me some money for it. And if everybody would have laughed at that guy and it would have been stopped, that's one thing. But now listen to this. In fact, Peter Daszak, this doctor who was asking for this ability, revealed in recently released video footage from a, quote, global health conference held in 2017 that the work was paid for by Anthony Fauci through the NIH. So you have a situation now, ladies and gentlemen, where this whacked out doctor asked for this and Fauci gave it to him. Okay, this is crazy. Dasak even went to the Defense Advanced Research Project Agency seeking money for this dangerous and reckless germ warfare program. A full 18 months before the first cases were documented. I cannot believe this is what we're dealing with. But if we don't face this head on, ladies and gentlemen, another one of Fauci's, whacked out viruses will get out into the general public so here's the question for you you know you got to debate whether the coronavirus came from uh, a meat market or whether it was from a lab 
We've now pretty much documented it's from a lab. The meat market idea is bogus. Then the next question you got to say is, was it by accident or was it intentional? And I would believe it would be by accident if they would allow people to get real natural health and healing treatments. But when they deny those to people, I have to say that it was intentional. Why else would you not let people get treatments? Why else would you down everything that's saving lives? So I have to say, not only was it leaked from a lab, but it was leaked on purpose. And here's the next question now. Did the gain-of-function research that turned out to be gain-of-distribution biological weapon, um, do they now have the ability to spray it in an area? So imagine patriots gather at an event. And imagine if somebody just kind of sprays. All it would take is just, you know, you'd walk in with your coat on and you pull out your little whatever spray and you just kind of spray something really quick or whatever. People might think it's kind of like Banaka or I don't know what they'd think and whatever. Or when people go into a room or right when people are about to assemble in a room, you spray some things and and you say, Sam, come on, that's just conspiracy wacko stuff. Not when Dasak reveals in a video that he got funding for it by Fauci and not when he proposes this plan. And when all these things happen before the coronavirus is spread so wildly, how does the coronavirus all of a sudden appear in another country? And then all of a sudden that country has it morph into its own version. I mean, every country almost has their own version now. How does that all happen? These are the gain-of-function viruses that are made in a lab to be more contagious now, ladies and gentlemen. And then do you think they're being spread? Do you think this warfare is happening? <clears throat> Ron Paul, Dr. Ron Paul says this, Sam, I have to believe that another virus is exactly what these medical fascists want because of the massive transfer of wealth to the elites and political class that happened with COVID. This report about Dasak or Peter Dasak comes on the heels of a major expose about Fauci by Sky News out of Australia. The report ties Fauci to 60-plus projects in the Wuhan lab in conjunction with the communist Chinese military. According to Sky News Australia, Fauci was up to his neck funding coronavirus research in Wuhan, China. So maybe instead of calling it the Wuhan virus, we need to call it the Fauci virus. Dr. Bradley, but Sky News Sherry Markson has been investigating Anthony Fauci and his involvement in funding the Wuhan Institute of Virology and discovered that his agency funded over 60 different projects at the Wuhan library or Wuhan uh, lab. When we come back, I want to talk about this more because you've got a war criminal on your hands, ladies and gentlemen. And Trump didn't get rid of him, and neither is Biden. What are his next schemes going to be? You're listening to Dr. Scott Bradley and Sam Bushman on Liberty Roundtable Live. I have a question. Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator? 
I believe that great nations and great civilizations spring from a people who have a moral compass. I don't think a civilization can long endure that does not have respect for all human life, born and not yet born. I will be in earnest. I will not equivocate and I will not excuse. I will not retreat an inch and I will be heard. One thing I promise you, I will always take a stand for life. As a parent, is receiving a faith-based, character-focused education for your children difficult to find? Do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education? Imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center, where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's Advanced Distance Education Program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org. Back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Scott Bradley with me. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips, I'll tell you that right now. Fauci, uh, in my opinion, and I'm entitled to my opinion, he's a war criminal. Evidence is mounting, ladies and gentlemen, that Fauci and his buddies have put the entire world in a very dire situation. And they all need to be shut down. All right? This could get much worse, says Dr. Ron Paul. Evidence is mounting that Anthony Fauci... And his buddies have just absolutely betrayed us. All right, reports are coming out now in the foreign press. The Fauci connected Peter Daszak literally asked for the ability to create sprays that would infect bats with the coronavirus. Now, Anthony Fauci wrote a paper where he said gain of function research was worth the risk of a pandemic. And that he even funded this research with the communist Chinese military. Mr. Fauci, who has been the director of the National Institute for Allergy, Infectious Diseases, etc. since 1984. He stayed silent during Oval Office meetings, ladies and gentlemen. This is critical. He stayed silent during Oval Office meetings. At the start of the pandemic about the risky research that was being conducted at the Wuhan Institute of Virology under his hand. He stayed silent as if he knew nothing about it. This is criminal stuff, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, if you've got a doctor that you're depending on as your lead guy to stop this, but he's the guy that kind of funded it and he doesn't tell you what's going on at all. Okay, the medical tyrants, ladies and gentlemen, are leading this country off a cliff while Congress sits back and does nothing about it. Reports are coming out from all angles, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, that even more viruses 
that were designed by Fauci and his buddies at the Wuhan lab, they're going to be more contagious. No wonder they can predict it's going to get worse. No wonder they can tell you that, oh, my gosh, there's only one solution. Folks, wow. It's criminal activity followed by a cover-up, in my opinion, ladies and gentlemen. This is out of control. This madness needs to come to an end immediately before the next big virus is released on us. we got to stop this scientific dictatorship before it cannot be undone, is the kind of final words that Ron Paul puts on this. Dr. Bradley, straight to you. You know, it's interesting. Um, this, this really isn't a, a scientific dictatorship. It's a, it's a mad scientist. They're megalomaniacs in their own right. I mean, you look at a scrawny little bugger like uh, like Anthony Fauci, and you think, oh, man, this guy's got his, I mean, he's on a roll now. He's got his power and his glory. You know, he's satanic in his origins. Truly, I believe this is a crime against humanity. And uh, anybody that would pull something like this off needs to be hold, held accountable. We do need some Nuremberg trials again. And uh, I... Uh, there needs to be a full disclosure on this thing. It's interesting, back in 1788, uh, James Madison said, since the general civilization of mankind, I believe there are more instances of the abridgment of the freedom of the people by gradual and silent encroachment of those in power than by violent and sudden usurpations. So working behind the scenes, night and day, pulling down this great republic, it's been Fauci and his folks, and honestly, there isn't a shred of evidence that anything they've done has had any value except for to make everybody sick and destroy the economy. And so what, what we have going on is total destruction of everything Americanist, and uh, I, I just, the megalomaniac that's occupying the mind of Anthony Fauci, uh, you know, it would be interesting to say, well, t- tell me what you were thinking. Why? Why do you think that we should be able to do gain-of-function on viruses that will make them more virulent and deadly, that will uh, perhaps destroy economies and, and humanity's life? I mean, tell me what you think you're getting from this, because it is a, a complete baffle for those of us that have normal thought processes and, and aren't, aren't putting our hearts and minds in trying to create a a tyranny. Uh, by the way, it seems like it's going on. We've used this Jefferson statement in many instances. Single acts of tyranny may be ascribed to the accidental opinion of a day, but a series of oppressions begun at a distinguished period and pursued unalterably through every change of ministers too plainly prove a deliberate, systematical plan for of reducing us to slavery. I think that that fits very nicely what Fauci and his goons have been doing and um, I, I think it needs a full disclosure. I think that there needs to be a uh, kind of a reconstituting of a Nuremberg-type trial, and charges need to be brought. It needs to get a full hearing, and, and let's just get to the bottom of it. I, I think that we don't... <laughs> he needs to be removed so that he can't further his dastardly deeds, but get him out of the way so that we can get to the bottom of it, and then let's, let's go into a recovery. That's what needs to happen. The problem is that I don't I don't really see anybody leading the charge for this except for a Ron Paul, a Rand Paul, maybe me, maybe you, a few of us. Uh, but for the most part, we're we're um, 
on a collision course with viruses. And eventually, if they have to, they'll bring out global, you know, uh, climate change or climate whatever uh, is the issue. They're going to double down on this to the point where they're literally going to destroy our society over it. They're going to literally well, you, commit a reset, and I don't think we the people can stop it because there's not enough of us who are even willing to speak out about it, much less get engaged. You know, it's uh, it's interesting if you've been observing what's happening in Australia, for example. Holy cow. I mean, these guys have been locked down for a year, and their quote-unquote cases are continuing to spike. I mean, it's like uh, Mother Nature. You can't trick Mother Nature but they're absolutely destroying a once free people, and, and it will absolutely spread all across the nations of the world. Now, what's interesting? Get away what's there. interesting to me about this is that you know they want you to believe that their lockdowns, their social distancing, they're shutting down of businesses, they're getting everybody vaccinated, uh, whatever they have come up with over the last year and a half. They want you to believe that it works. But my question for them is this: If that works, how are we having more spread than ever before? How come we're having the viruses morph, morph, morph into more deadly, more spreadable versions by the second? Uh, if everything they're doing is right, how come it's just getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and spiraling out of control? How does that happen? Well, and, nothing and, and, they're doing is and right. The answer is you got to acknowledge at some point that what they're doing must be creating the very thing they say they want to stop. It's like the war on drugs for a second. Hey, wait a minute. How come every time we fund the war on drugs, increase funding, double down on the war on drugs. Hey, there's more drugs, more drugs, more drugs. It's almost as if it fuels the drug trade. Okay, what we're doing is all wrong, and after a year and a half, I I'm just asking everybody, can't you see that right now? Because if we would have done what they said, and they were right on the points, we would have shut down this virus. Look, all we got to have is a 10-day reprieve here and lock down for 10 days, two weeks, and uh, we'll get a handle on this thing. Oh, no, wait a minute. And, and then they go on. Well, if everybody gets vaccinated, then we'll have a handle on this thing. Now you've got the majority of the people vaccinated, and they still don't have a handle on it. And we go on and on and on. At some point, everything they've said is a lie. Everything. And it seems to me that wouldn't it be obvious now for people to see? Scott, or am I just too hopeful? Well, I, I think we have a level of mass insanity that's settled across the nations of the world, and we've been a year and a half with oxygen deprivation by preventing a full oxygen exchange. And, and so ships are shutting down in people's minds. But, but you know, every single thing you think about, I mean, look, look at the, okay, it's safe and effective. What does that mean? Well, uh, I guess the VAERS report is pretty, pretty direct that we've got challenges there. Effective? Okay, so what if somebody has a vaccine? And somebody that doesn't have a vaccine gets by them. Why does their vaccine not work anymore if somebody that's not vaccinated? I mean, it's just a facade. And and literally they say, oh, yeah, they're 95% effective. No, they're not. You look at the way they've, they've uh, presented the uh, disease cases across the world. Um, it, it simply is not true. And, uh, and so, well, okay, so everything's been a lie. Everything. There is not a shred of evidence that anything has been scientifically thought through, and they say, oh, follow the science. What science? There is no science. There has been no science on this situation. Uh, you know, mask mandates, the idea of uh, social distancing, the vaccination things. I mean, every single thing has been a facade. You know, we're like, what, 79 weeks into two weeks to flatten the curve? I mean, come on. 
I saw a thing the other day that says, you know, the, the hardest thing about two weeks to flatten the curve is the first year and a half. I heard, I heard that. That makes the point, ladies and gentlemen. Dr. Scott Bradley with me. We're going to talk about this a little bit more. i got a couple of states and a couple of questions that I want to highlight about the COVID numbers that they've been lying about, too. We'll talk about it all in seconds. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. Dr. Scott Bradley, freedomsrisingsun.com on your radio. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. The House approved a $768 billion National Defense Authorization Act for the 2022 fiscal year in a bipartisan 316-113 vote on Thursday. Now that Pentagon spending levels have been set, some of the guides in the annual law this time around would require women to register for military draft. It also gives U.S. service members a 2.7% pay raise. The bill now heads to the Senate and is expected to work out any differences with the House in the coming months. Should also be noted the House approved a $1 billion Iron Dome defense missile system for Israel. The vote in favor was 420 to 9. The FBI has issued a federal arrest warrant Thursday afternoon for Gabby Petito's boyfriend, Brian Laundrie, for his use of unauthorized devices following her death. The indictment says he used a debit card and PIN number for accounts that did not belong to him between 30 August and September 1st. USA Radio News. According to research, 82% of people remember radio ads. That means that 82% of you listening right now will remember that this is an ad for ZipRecruiter. If you're hiring, 82% of you will recall that ZipRecruiter makes hiring faster and easier. And 82% of you will note that you can try ZipRecruiter for free today. But you have to go to ZipRecruiter.com slash find. 82% of you will keep in mind that ZipRecruiter's technology finds qualified people for your job and actively invites them to apply. Uh, 82% of you will also know that I, um, live with my mom. But the most important thing to note is that ZipRecruiter works. In fact, four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Will you be part of the 82% who remember where you can try ZipRecruiter for free? It's ZipRecruiter.com slash find. Again, that exclusive link is ZipRecruiter.com slash find. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash find. Americans are becoming restless in the friendly skies. Tim Berg from the Phoenix USA Radio News Bureau explains. There's growing concern in Congress about increasing numbers of unruly passengers on airline flights. Washington State Congressman Rick Larson opened a Democratic-led House hearing by calling out the disruptive behavior of unruly passengers. It is disgusting, it is unacceptable, and it is a danger to fellow passengers to crew, and the entire U.S. aviation system. The Democrat adding many disruptions have involved the federal mandate on masks aboard planes. There was a recent case of a novel flu variant in the state of Ohio. It was announced on Thursday. Ohio Department of Health says a patient was found to be infected with a novel variant of influenza A. That's a more commonly known as swine flu. This is the third report of the particular variant in the United States this year. The department recommends that you get the flu shot by the end of October. This is USA Radio News. Ladies and gentlemen, Americans and people around the world have an extreme case of psychosis. They want to turn to government to be the savior. 
government mandated fast track vaccine that has turned out to be a bioweapon. I can't decide if the virus or the vaccine is worse. But the two of them together, ladies and gentlemen, are just disastrous. And if anything they've told us to do was correct, we would have got a handle on this virus a long time ago. But everything they do seems to exponentially increase the distribution, the infection, and the, uh, whatever you want to say, the death factor uh, of this virus. Listen carefully to what you've got here. In the United States, 42 million people have taken, or they say have got the coronavirus now. Now, Dr. Bradley, let me ask you an honest question here for a second. If they say 42, people, 42 million people have been proven uh, COVID positive by testing, forget the fact that we may debate the test numbers and debate their numbers and all that kind of stuff. Forget all that. But how many people have got the coronavirus, been asymptomatic so they don't even know, and or got the virus, thought it was a cold or thought it was like the flu or whatever and just went through it and they're now back and normal, or even had a pretty hard time and knew they had the coronavirus but didn't want to go get tested or didn't want to uh, in any way engage with the system. So if they say 42 million people have it, let's just accept their number for a minute. What number do you think it is above and beyond that? Oh, well, uh, you know, the, the asymptomatic kind of thing, particularly with young people, yeah, it may be 80% higher than that. Who knows? I mean, we're all just guessing, but the fact of the matter is nobody can really say, and and the you know evidence is very strongly indicating that those that had a natural case of coronavirus have a far better immune system we're gonna, than what is uh, generated by the uh, we're gonna get to that. vaccine. We're going to get to that because you're exactly spot on, but I don't know the number. If they're claiming 42 million have been tested and already had it, uh, then my next question becomes what's the real number of people that have had it? Then all the people that never went to the doctor, all the people, I don't know the number, but it's got to be at least three, four, five times that, right? Let's just say Very that it's awesome. 100 million, two and a half times. Let's pick kind of the middle road there. If 100 million people have it and there's 300 million people in America about, or let's say 110 million if you want to say 330 million people, a third have already had it and have natural uh, and or whatever immunity. But then everybody else is vaccinated. We have certainly have got to be at herd immunity at this point, but they claim we're not. Now, they say 675,000 people have died. But I have some questions about this because I'm not very smart and I want people to ask questions. Questions are really good. In Utah, for example, they say 494,000 people uh, have tested positive. So if that number's double, triple, at least a third of Utah has already had it. Okay? Now they say there's 2,804 deaths in Utah to date. So 494,000 have had it. I say the number's way greater. 2,804 deaths. Well, the reason this is important is because, listen to me carefully, ladies and gentlemen, this is really critical. If you take Utah, for example, and if 500,000 people have had it, and you've got 2,804 deaths, now that's sad for all those people that died, right? But just say 500,000 have had it. If you really double the number, like I'm saying, or triple the number, you've literally got one-third or one-half of Americans that have already had coronavirus, Dr. Bradley. And if we only have 2,800 deaths, if the rest of Utah gets it and it stays the same, you'll end up with about 5,000 deaths out of about 3 million people. Most of those deaths have been people with um, underlying conditions already. But this pandemic isn't true. When you have 5,000 people die, out of 3 million people, and then we get herd immunity, 
It's not worth locking down for a year and a half. It's not worth destroying all the businesses and society as we know it. It's not worth that if 5,000 people die. Now, it's tragic that anybody dies, right? But then I, so let's talk to you about that first, and then we'll get to my next point. Think about that. If I'm right, they say 500,000 people have already got it, but I think it's double, triple that number. Well, that means one-third or 50%. And if you got 2,800 deaths, if it just spread and everybody you'd be talking about 5,000 deaths at most. And if you would allow some of these other treatments to come to the table, like allow people to get oxygen, not as a controlled substance, allow people to get ivermectin, allow people to get uh, some of these other things, you might end up with it going through the whole state of Utah, 3 million people and have maybe three or 4,000 deaths tops from this whole thing. And you'd be through it, doctor. Well, people seem to have forgotten that life has risks, and there's a um, you know a factor all through life. I mean, mortality is mortality, and it's a part of a part of mortality is passing on back into our uh, the presence of our God. And uh, in years gone by, uh, there was you know there were deaths for other causes and reasons, but but this past year they've completely. Uh, They've decided that there are no other causes of death. I mean, it's it's just everything is is uh, thrown on the coronavirus thing. So, I mean, the whole thing is a facade. It's a complete um, uh, fabrication. And it's interesting to me that if you get the vaccine and you have an adverse reaction in the first two weeks after it, they call you an unvaccinated person. And uh, it's like, no, wait, wait. Uh, in the past year and a half... If you got anything that they could, in any way, shape, or form, basically push it into the COVID response things, uh, it was COVID. But but anything that was even partially, partially even similar in any way, shape, or form, it all came down to that. And nowadays, if you get the vaccine and you have an adverse reaction within the first two weeks, which... Quite frankly, my, my experience has been that it happens way after the two weeks, but if it's within the two weeks, they say it's an unvaccinated person. So the, the whole thing is stacking the deck, and uh, there's, a, there's an agenda, and it's, it's to destroy our whole society, <laughs> and they're doing a pretty good job of it. All right, I'm going to compare two states for you because they're very similar. You got Utah with 495,000 people that have got the COVID, according to their numbers. And you got Mississippi with 475,000. So there's only 20,000 difference between the two states. Okay? But Utah has 2,804 deaths when Mississippi has 9,270 deaths. That's almost quadruple. Right? It's at least triple. Uh, my question, doctor, is what on earth gives of that? You look at that and you go, isn't that worth researching? Why are there so many more deaths in Arkansas? It's quadruple. They actually have 20,000 less people that have been supposedly infected, but they've literally got, instead of 2,804, they've got 9,270, right? And I look at that and I go, it, it's at least three times, okay? How can't we research what that difference is and explain to people what that is? What's the difference in the deaths? Because that really directly relates, in my opinion, to um, 
Well, if it's just elderly people with underlying conditions, maybe so many people aren't dying from the coronavirus. Or maybe they died from the coronavirus, but uh, you know what? They would have died anyway or whatever. But now you look at Iowa. It's got 6,401 deaths, way less, only 434,000 uh, infected. But they've got wait, They've got over double the deaths than Utah's got. Nevada, only 412,000, so almost 100,000 less infections. But 6,880, well over double. Kansas, 400,000, so literally 95,000 less. But again, double the deaths. Connecticut, 385,000, way less by, you know, at least 110,000. But they've got 8,000 deaths, almost triple. Anyway, it goes on and on and on. But I look at that and I go, what? It doesn't make any sense. And research is fairly easily done. I mean, you know, you can get uh, statistics and you can do the analysis in the confines of your, you know, comfortable office and and you can run the stats. I mean, this this is not rocket science. I mean, it's something that those that are involved in that kind of stuff are always participating in that. And you know what? I, I it, it should be researched. Uh, it's very difficult. It may be a method of counting. It may be the people that are in charge that are, uh, you know, agendized and everything. I don't know. I don't know. But people are not, they're not making any sense with this. So, yeah, I uh, I guess I, I'm I submit, frustrated with it, too. What I submit we should be doing is we should be saying, hey, why in these states are the numbers so extreme? Triple, quadruple the deaths of another state. And then we find out why. Is it just elderly people? Is it that they're getting different treatments or the lack thereof? Uh, is it that, um, you know, they're dying more in hospitals or more at home? Where do they die the most? What can we do to change the death rate? Like oxygen right now is a controlled substance. You know that, Dr. Bradley. And why not just say, hey, we're temporarily, while we got this coronavirus, it's emergency times. We're going to make oxygen not a controlled substance. We're going to make oxygen to where anybody who needs to breathe can breathe. Okay. I don't know why it's a controlled substance in the first place. Uh, but anyway, um, then what we do is we say, well, hey, in these worst states where everybody's dying quadruple, why don't we try some ivermectin? Why, do we, why don't we try some hydroxychloroquine or some of these other solutions? Why don't we give the frontline doctors a chance? I mean, after all, it's a bloodbath. People are dying left and right. Why don't we try some of these things? Well, Florida's an interesting experiment I'll tell you about in a second. Hang tight. Scott Bradley here. Most Americans are painfully aware that the nation is on the wrong track and in dire straits. Unfortunately, most political pundits only nibble around the edges when they claim to address the issues. Even worse, many of the so-called solutions are simply rewarmed servings of what got us into the mess we currently face. And the politicians think we're so gullible and naive that we'll buy their lies that they have reformed and now understand where they led us astray. Unfortunately, the truth of the matter is that they simply wish to continue to hold power. The solution to America's challenges is found in returning to the timeless principles found in the United States Constitution. My book and lecture series will reawaken in Americans an understanding and love of the principles which made this nation the freest, most prosperous, happiest, and most respected nation on earth. Visit to preservethenation.com and order my book and lectures to begin the restoration of this great nation. Okay, girls, about finished with your lesson on money. Daddy, what is a buy-sell spread for gold coins? 
Well, when you sell a gold coin to a coin shop that's worth, say, $1,200, you don't actually get $1,200. But don't worry, we're members of UPMA now, so we don't have to worry about that. Daddy, why have somebody steals that gold? We don't have any gold at the house. It's stored safely in the UPMA vault, securely and insured. But the S&P 500 outperformed gold. Daddy, gold is a bad investment. Some people do think of it that way, but actually, gold is money. And as members of the United Precious Metals Association, we can use our gold at any store, just like a credit card. Or I can ask them to drop it right into Mommy and Daddy's bank account, because we're a UPMA member family. Find out more at upma.org. That's upma.org. All right, so Dr. Scott Bradley's with me. So I'm just asking all these questions. I know a lot of the answers because they want us to die. <laughs> you can say otherwise, but the proof is in the pudding. Every solution we can possibly find. The federal government's against even states that try to do right by their citizens, ladies and gentlemen. Headline from Florida says this. Florida acquires monoclonal antibodies from... GlaxoSmithKline, by the way, that's a uh, foreign company, right? After Biden administration's rationing. So the Biden administration rations these um, monoclonal antibody uh, solutions. That's just one of many solutions. But the government literally shuts down, attacks it, you know, mocks it when Donald gets it, makes fun of it. People get dozens of doses, thousands of doses. Um of ivermectin government just says ah it's horsey poop why when we have quadruple the death and triple the death and more in certain states than other states don't we research that and find out why where are people dying what's the cause of their death if they could have got oxygen might they survive why not give them ivermectin why not give them these anticlonal body uh, antibodies etc why not conduct some experiments that could get us to the finish line on this thing and make a difference. How do we keep people out of the hospital and let them live? Well, oxygen might be a good start. Most of them die because they can't breathe, right? Um, anyway, I go on, but everything points to they have promoted this. They have turned it into a bioweapon. You ain't seen nothing yet in terms of the bioweapons they'll release on the heels of this thing, and their whole goal is to destroy the greatest country on the face of the earth and destroy liberty for everyone on the planet. That is their agenda. The proof in the pudding is they're letting everybody die. No one's asking the questions hardly that we're asking. No one's uh, calling the halt to the con game like we are, Ron Paul and, and Dr. Bradley and myself and others. Um, and, and I look at this and I just go, everything points to their agenda. I mean, you've even got a governor of a state going, hey, let's get some of these uh, antibodies in here to try to save people's lives. The government's like, no, not approved, not safe, not good. We're rationing it. No. And then Donald gets it. They're like, see, whacked out Donald into conspiracy theories, trying things that are not even proven safe or effective. But yet they roll out the vaccines and the booster shots and everything else. I mean, they literally are trying to kill the elderly. And I think my study, if I, my proposed study would prove it, doctor. Well, right from the very beginning. I mean, uh, in March, beginning of March in 2020, I, I did a, a media interview, a television media interview. And the nature of the questions, the nature of their reporting that they did absolutely unequivocally completely verified that it was not just a, a kind of a uh, oh i don't know an agenda or something it was a script this that right from the very beginning the idea of 
of uh, mandatory vaccines was was on the plate from the beginning. And uh, and you look at the World Economic Forum, for example, and their their intention to reset the whole values, attitudes, and beliefs in the world based upon the coronavirus response, and uh, it will destroy our nation. It will destroy our economy. It will put the, uh, um, the the elitists in charge of everything. And it's like they say, oh, you won't own, it, own anything, but you'll be happy. And it's like, no, that's not the way humankind lives. And that's where they've, be, they've been going with this from the very beginning. And it sounds almost, it's like, what? Who, who could put something like this together? It's it's like it's a uh, uh, something of, of just unfathomable, uh, diabolical, horrific process. And yet that's where they've been going for the last year and a half plus. So uh, I, uh, I mean, I look at what Utah did, for example. Utah declared an emergency about just about three weeks. It was two days short of three weeks of the first so-called COVID-related death in Utah. They declared a national, a state emergency. Well, why? Well, because that's where the nation was going, and they were going to get the funding for that. And so uh, Trump came out with these, with these funding proposals. It's been a facade. It's been something that's happened. It's been rolled out as, as was planned. And we're in the middle of it, and nobody seems to ever ask any questions. People and I, are bunkered up and hunkered down. I hate to attack Donald Trump over this, but you know what, Dr. Bradley? He's either catastrophically duped, or he's literally carried the ball for them, knowing and willing. And I, I don't know which at this point, but when he's the one that puts the vaccine on the fast track, uh, when he's the one that basically now still doubles down and, and recommends the vaccines uh, and pushes for them, at some point, I kind of go, you would think, Donald, even if he was wrong in the first place, because I get how at first you could be kind of duped and think, oh, my gosh, we've got to do something. But nowadays, anybody should know better. The evidence is so uh, in sight, in plain sight, et cetera. But again, he still doubles down on the same agenda. Well, he put the uh, the so-called vaccine on, as you say, fast track. Well, it's called warp speed. Well, they took all the safety uh, gates off of the thing. They ran it through in, in warp speed, if you will. There was no real tracking and tracing of, of the uh, downside of any of these things. They can't possibly state it's safe and effective. Well, because, why, number can't, one, why can't we put ivermectin on warp speed trials and tests? Well, in fact, but, the frontline doctors have already done that because they're out in the field and there's so many cases of COVID, they've already proven it to be so, Dr. Bradley. Well, and it is, and they say, well, the, the feds say, oh, well, it's not approved for this particular application. Well, it's a, it's a free medication, basically, and it's been around forever, and they're not going to go through all of the tests and everything like that on something, spend a bazillion dollars to try and prove it into this. Somebody tried it. It worked good enough for me, you know, and, and so they're, they're using everything in their power to discount any of the solutions we've had, and I really truly believe it's because they want to make the bazillions of dollars that come from a vaccine. Now, of course, they're going with booster shots now, and and uh, it'll be like, you know, <laughs> how many booster shots you got to have every year? Two, three, four, I don't know. And uh, and each one of those is a multi-billion dollar solution for, for those that are at the head of the companies. I mean, these people at the head of the companies are basically involved in secret combinations that will maximize their profit and minimize 
their risk without even bringing anything to the table other than just, hey, we've got a free pass here. Let's make as much money as we can. It's tragic. It's tragic. So I, I don't know. I, we have been duped. The nation has been duped. It's not the first time, and it won't be the last time. But I think the magnitude of it is absolutely devastating in terms of what it's done to the economy, what it's done to personal relationships, what it's done to individual jobs, what it's done to the um, the progress of, of the nation. We're, we're becoming a people that, that just want to feed at the government trough. People say, oh, no, no, the government's going to send me money. I'll be okay. Yeah, I'll stay home and I'll do this. And it's like, no, you, you can't do that and have a society continue to operate. And But that's the mentality people have right now, and it's part of our school system, our humanist religion school system, that has uh, basically decided that uh, <clears throat> this godless religion without a divine god is going to run everything for us, and, and somehow people think that it's going to come out in the wash on the other end. Fine, it's not. It will not. There is going to be a comeuppance. There will be a price to pay. And, and I don't know how soon it'll be, but I suspect it's going to happen fairly soon. All right. I don't know if you know, but the latest variant of COVID is called R.1, Dr. Bradley. And it rifled through a nursing home and it literally uh, infected uh, and killed a bunch of people in a nursing home in Kentucky. And R.1, I guess um, most of the people in the nursing home were already vaccinated, but they blamed the non-vaccinated person for the one who spread it to the vaccinated. Well, if the vaccine works, there should be no problem because you'd be protected, right? Uh, but the interesting thing to me about that whole discussion is how do they know that an unvaccinated person didn't bring it into the United States or a vaccinated well, but- person brought it into the United States? Uh, remember, the only way you're supposed to be able to get in the United States now is if you have a proven vax card or tested negative, right? So how did it get into the United States in the first place? It supposedly came from, uh, where's this one come from, Brazil or somewhere? Anyway, now it's detected in 47 states, this deadly one that circumvents the vaccines blatantly. It's called R.1. Well, I'm not so sure that they're testing and verifying and vaccinating everybody that walks across the border. I mean, we've had 1.3 million people come across this year, and uh, they, they can't even tell us where they are. I mean... It's like, well, what did you do with all these people? I mean, literally, that is a D-Day invasion every single month of this year. I mean, these, these, this invasion that's happening basically is in, in silver size to the invasion that happened on D-Day in June of, of uh, 1944. And so here's 1.3 million have come into our country, and likely we're we're redistributing them around the country now we're bringing in a whole bunch of of uh, afghans that that really aren't vetted they've got bad documentation there is almost no documentation on the people coming in they don't even have birth certificates in that country and so everybody's coming in and it's kind of like oh yeah we got a, a sleeper cell that just walked in across the border it's appalling to me and, and again, we're maybe shifting gears a little bit, but the uh, the Biden administration doesn't seem to care about the cohesiveness and the protection of the our, our national standard and borders. It's just not happening. And so COVID is probably running rampant by all of those that are running across the border and being 
shipped around the country uh, on buses and planes, uh, ending up in Toledo, Ohio, and you know San Francisco, California, wherever. And, and they blatantly uh, admit they uh, news organizations who are mainstream press have asked the immigrants, "Hey, are you guys being tested for coronavirus?" And all of them are like, "No." Uh. Uh-uh. Yeah. We never got there, tested there or anything no, else. There's no cap on this thing. It's it's being done by guess and by golly. Every single stinking step of this thing from uh, Fauci's birth, probably. I mean, I don't know if I go right clear back to that, but everything that Fauci has touched. Well, certainly since 84, when he began, when he got in the government uh, in his position, and they protected him and controlled him, and he had AIDS scandals back in the day to scandals today, but we continue to allow these leaders to stay in place. And all it would take is a million Americans to rise up and demand that we remove Fauci to get it done, doctor. That's all it would take. I don't know if it would take a million. I mean, why can't Congress say it? You know, I agree. I mean, you know, it's it's like, no, 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 we're not going to have this yo-yo, bozo. We're going to call Congress ten times a day, a million people. So now you got ten million calls a day going into Congress. And we're going to send a postcard. There's going to be a million of us sending a postcard every single day. So now you get a million postcards a day and 10 million calls coming in to say get rid of Fauci. I'm telling you, it would take three days and he'd be gone. Yeah. He's the highest paid federal worker in the nation. He's making over 400000 a year. Yeah, but he's also and, making and money on the back three... end, too, to the tune of millions of dollars. Well, he's got these, you know, he's got patents and everything that are working for his, uh, you know, he, he brings these diseases up along and, and fosters them and then he patents a solution and suddenly oh my goodness we've got a solution to this we're going to make a bazillion dollars off of this so ladies strange. and gentlemen i know you wonder why we talk about this so much and the answer is because i believe this single-handedly if we don't get a grip will destroy america they will literally turn us into a third world nation over this because it doesn't matter what supply chain problem you have. It doesn't matter what worker problem you have. It doesn't matter what life problem you have. It doesn't matter what food problem you have or air problem. Everything goes back to, well, because of the COVID, then this and that and that and the other. And they're ramping it up. It's not going away. It's getting worse. Because now the variants that can't be stopped by the vaccinations are here. And the spread and the lethal capabilities as they refine their bioweapon continues to increase. Beware, my fellow Americans, for Dr. Bradley and Sam Bushman, we declare this nation shall endure. God save the republic.